0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. I am your host, Tyler Kusinoki, and I am bringing you the unfiltered truth about applying to college in the 21st century. As always, I'd like to take a second to let everyone know that my DMs are always open. In fact, I will be responding to some email requests today in terms of my topic. My favorite part about doing this podcast really is hearing from all of you. Like The purpose of doing this is to make sure that your questions are answered. So please do reach out with your questions, with your concerns, with feedback, episode ideas, whatever it may be. At the end of the day, this podcast is a community first forum for achieving better college outcomes. My inbox is always open and that will be at tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com That is tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. Today in response to several emails that have come in asking for my thoughts and opinions on some of this stuff will be scholarships and these are, this is a tricky thing. Talking about money is always complicated. So I will be starting the conversation today, but there will be many more episodes going forward where I'm sure this will become a topic. But before we get into that really quickly, one huge, major, important event that will be happening in the near future is a college talk on how to write your golden ticket essay. It is mid-summer right now. If you are a rising senior, you hopefully have started with your essays, and this will be an opportunity for you to hear from the best about how you should go about crafting and drafting and exploring your story to make sure that you stand out to college admissions officers. So it is going to be run by my colleague, Dr. Jason Douglas. He is incredibly accomplished. He has been a Yale student for life. He received his undergraduate, graduate, and PhD all from Yale. He has also been a lead on the Yale Young Global Scholars summer program. And so he has tremendous familiarity with assessing students, helping them find their story, and helping them get in. So This session will be held by him. It is going to be held on July 2nd from 6 to 7 p.m. Japan Standard Time. In person, so we are reopening our in-person events. So this will be held in person. We will be recording the audio for this, and so if you do want to hear it, please do register to sign up, and you can do that at tokyoacademics.com/events. That is tokyoacademics.com/events. Do not miss out on this one. It is an incredibly awesome opportunity to learn more from one of the best in the biz about how to get your essays done and crafted beautifully and well. Additionally, I did a whole series on every single one of the common app prompts. If you are thinking about your common app, want some ideas on how to get started on those, feel free to check out previous episodes as well where I tackle each common app prompt directly. Okay, let's dive right into it. I think that the topic of money, the topic of scholarships is an incredibly sensitive Topic to discuss just because it hits differently for different people. And I do want to be upfront that a lot of the students that I work with never really need to deal with this at all. Money is not an issue for many of the families that I work with. However, I do make it a point for myself every cycle to be working with at least two or more families on a pro bono basis. I do think that equity in education is incredibly important and if I am not modeling that, it becomes very difficult for me to fully appreciate the challenges that come with applying to college, the different th- considerations that go into it, and college should be accessible to everyone, is what I would like to say is true. Unfortunately, with the amount of tuition that these schools are often charging, especially for international students who frequently have to pay full pay, this is can become a barrier to an excellent education. Uh, This was the case for my mom. My mom was an immigrant from Hong Kong, arrived in the U.S. and applied for a bunch of colleges. Her mother actually kind of basically gave her a one-way ticket to the U.S. as her graduation gift from high school and said, you know, I know you will be successful when you come back and see me. So... She arrived in the U.S., applied for college. She actually was accepted to Yale, but couldn't afford it. And Yale was not need-blind at the time. So she ended up having to take the school that did offer her a full scholarship, and that was Wisconsin-Eau Claire. And she transferred there from, from there to the University of Minnesota. And that's where she met my dad, and so that's why I exist. So am I happy, ultimately, that she wasn't able to afford Yale? Yes, because I am alive to be happy about this fact. But the other reality that this points deeply to Very deeply, too, is that there are barriers to an incredible education that have nothing to do with academic ability, with test scores, with any of those other things. There are barriers that exist to education that are purely financial. And those aren't things that a kid gets to choose. A kid can choose to study harder, a kid can choose to spend more time on their SATs, a kid can choose to pursue art and develop an incredible portfolio they don't get to choose the bank account of the family that they are born into. And so when it comes to the equity piece, this is something that is near and dear to me. It is something that I think is incredibly important that we do a better job of seeking out ways to make that happen. It is disgusting to me that there, I can count the number of schools that are truly need blind on just two hands. That should not be the case. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, scholarships, about financial aid, uh, and how to make the most of what you have in front of you. So this will go back to my previous episode. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do. It was a long conversation about the importance of tier two universities, about how to spend some time using the schools that are ranked a little bit lower to be thinking about what you want out of the highest tier universities. And part of the reason is because, as I mentioned in last week's episode, is that these lower-tier schools have the incentive to innovate. These lower-tier schools are the ones where a lot of the pedagogical and educational value is really developing strongly because they need to find a space and a way to compete. But the other reason to be taking a look at some of these lower-tier schools and finding the things about these programs that deserve love, deserve attention, deserve your attendance is because that is one way to go about seeking out financial support because the break line for what makes you eligible for financial aid is going to be shifting and is an inconsistent thing. So one of the best ways to try to secure greater support is through merit scholarships. This can be a tricky proposal because merit scholarships are not something generally are not something that you directly apply for. Merit scholarships, the way they work is they are often awarded along with your application. You apply, they look over all of your stats, they look over everything, and they decide we want to offer this to a student so that they will come to us. Since that is the structure, right? And you are going to be rewarded based on your merit. And merit can mean many different things. The best thing about colleges is their love of vague terms that can encompass a wide number of possibilities. Merit here can usually be usually as academic. So your scores in your classes and the rigor of the classes that you took, it can also be your test scores. So this is potentially one reason that if you even for a school that is test optional, it might be worth submitting if you have a good test score. And merit can also mean the contributions you made to the community, all of these other things different things. Merit is a huge catch-all that colleges can use to justify whatever money that they're giving out. But the reason that they are, that schools often offer these merit scholarships to begin with is oftentimes the mixed incentive is not just that I want to reward you for how good you are, but I want to incentivize you to choose to come to us over these other schools that you may be considering that generally usually are ranked a little bit higher. And so the merit scholarship is actually in many ways structured and from what I've seen with the students I've worked with as a incentive for you to attend because in many ways you are overqualified to be at our school. So the way that we can convince you to come is we can make it cheaper for you to be here. And that has generally always been the case. And so I think it is important to consider these tier two universities, these schools that may be a little bit below where you are targeting, if you are in need or you want to be able to receive a wide range of merit scholarship opportunities. In that case, I would stress perhaps adding a few more low target and safety schools to your list, at least stats wise, right? At least stats and GPA and overall ranking wise, looking into these schools, finding the parts of the programs that you're like, actually, this school's pretty awesome. There's some programs here that are pretty great specifically for what I want to study. And I brought up some examples of that before, whether that be business at Fordham, where they will give you a huge portion of the the endowment for you to invest and actually practice all of that. Whether that be a school like Santa Clara University that across the board may not be ranked as high, but its proximity to Silicon Valley means that you have ample opportunities to get a really awesome internship and get your career off to the right start. So you really want to be thinking about which schools have the programs and the reputation, which metrics I'm using to determine and justify why it may be worth me applying to, in addition to all of these strong, aggressive, ambitious school goals that I have. Okay, Because when I have worked with students in this way in the past, applying to the schools that are would generally be considered a safety for them. And usually that means if you if you were to use US News, that your SAT is well above the median, probably around a hundred points above the median minimum. And of course you'd need to have all the GPA and other stats, but the students who have received merit scholarships are generally students who performed very well academically in school and then applied to schools that were at least stats wise below somewhat significantly below what they were scoring at. And that's when they will receive merit scholarships, anywhere from a quarter of the yearly tuition to half the yearly tuition to complete full tuition. And so those are generally the basis for this. The other thing to be looking into, so first of all, that's the that's the tried and true. That is the tried and true strategy is when building your college list, if merit scholarship is something that you want to be able to apply for and and be successful, right Then you want to be adding some schools to your list that on if I'm just looking at ranking, might not be too high. but within that I have found programs that I think are of value that I think are important, that I think I can that I can utilize for my own educational development. The other thing to be looking at if you are an international student and this has changed somewhat, But for international students, taking a look at the liberal arts universities, the small liberal arts colleges have a smaller community. They also have less international exposure. And so they have greater need for diversity on their campuses. And so many of their merit based scholarships will be tied to uh, specifically tied to the international community and being able to recruit that way. So, taking a look at the smaller liberal arts schools, trying to see what they offer, what type of merit scholarships you may be eligible by applying, that would be another way to find these things out. So, those are always pieces to take a look at. The other things that you want to be taking a look at are just which schools offer scholarships in general, right? A lot of schools have merit-based scholarships that you need to make sure you hit the proper deadlines for. For example... University of Southern California, USC, you have to hit the early action deadline to be considered for merit scholarship. And that in general has been true, would be the other thing, is that most of the schools in my experience when working with students that have offered merit scholarship are schools that had early action as an option. And you want to hear back from them early so that you have more time to consider all of your scholarship options. So that would be the other piece is look for schools that are a little bit below what you are thinking of applying for and look for schools that have early action because many of those tend to be quite generous with their merit-based scholarship money. They also tend to be, uh, if you also look into smaller schools that maybe need a little bit broader of an international community, if you are an international student, that becomes the other thing to be looking into. Right, So that's one whole side of it. The other side of it is to think about who you are and think about what advantages you may have, especially as an international student. So I would start to take a look and dig and try to find both country specific and race specific. And bo- when I said both, I mean, among these three, there are three things, country specific, race specific and gender specific scholarships. Not all schools are going to offer this, but many countries have partnerships with the U.S., because they are looking to engage in that exchange of intellect, right? They're looking for that brain exchange, that brain swap. And so many foundations are built entirely on the basis of we want to sponsor our children to go to America because then they will learn, they will develop, they will grow, they will become awesome, and then they will come back and they will help our country improve. Japan is one of those countries, and the Yanai Foundation has an incredible amount of money that they, are often, they use to fund scholarships for students from Japan to go to the US to attend university there and then hopefully return and contribute that gained knowledge, that acquired knowledge back here. Every country hopefully has some foundation like this and making sure that you find them that you understand when the deadlines are and what you need because the requirements are, can be quite high. Do that, right? And apply. The other more global one, right? So that's country specific, right? Look for country specific ones, look for race specific ones, which often will be tied to the country, and look for gender. Uh, gender specific is going to be even more difficult, especially if you are a guy, because most of the gender specific call. It, scholarships have to do, especially now with women of color in science. It's like a very specific set of scholarship requirements. But do look, right? The other program that I know that provides a wide range of scholarships that you also do need to apply for, but has partnerships with many schools, is the Stamps Scholars. So Stamps Scholars, the Stamps Scholarship has partnerships with many different schools across a, across a huge range of different school options and is a good way to also start to evaluate whether or not things can work for you in terms of application deadlines, things you need to accomplish, all of those different pieces, and can be a really good way to uh, be thinking about applying and receiving some support because there are a huge group of families who are not... Not financially in a situation where they would qualify for a significant amount of financial aid, but not necessarily in a position where they can easily throw $65,000 to $75,000 a year at an education. And so every little bit helps. And so it's for these students and these families where these merit scholarships in many ways can be the most beneficial because... You would not be eligible for financial aid, but you're not necessarily financially in a position where this is going to be an easy investment. And so I do think that this is something important to consider. Right. And now obviously, if you are in the US, you already know, really, really take a look. If you are, look at your state schools, take a look at your the big publics in your state and see what they offer. I think that in-state tuition, there is much greater pressure right now on in-state universities to cater to in-state un- to in-state residents, uh, universities of California have had a cap um, put on their out-of-state acceptances. Right, that includes international, but also just if you're in Nevada and you apply to UC, you are out. Like you are going to be fulfilling a different pool, right, and a smaller pool than California residents. So. Take a look at the publics. That is one way. The The price is hugely different. I was doing some research for a family recently. And knowing that a big public, the difference between a big public and a private is can be in the, up to 30,000, 40,000 per year is wild to me. But that is part of the reality. So Those would be the pieces that I think I would start with when I think when I talk about what are some ways, especially for international students who don't have as many options, to start to think about how to receive some financial support for your applications. If you are accomplished in terms of your academics, add a few few target and safety schools that are a little bit lower, but that have some programs or have some opportunities that you think would be valuable for you. Think about the schools that have early action, right? Think about the small liberal arts schools that need some diversity. And then, if you are in the US, obviously, first of all, take a look at your big publics. Think about the education that you can receive there. Uh, Think about the pathway that would help you with, again, similar. Find the programs that you will love within that possibility, right? But then also take a look at country specific, race specific gender-specific scholarships within your country, within your area that suit you. There usually are going to be foundations that will support and fund at least a portion of an education for a qualified student. So think about your situation, type it in, this oftentimes can be a good way to start using ChatGPT, even though I know it's now limited to the, up to 2021, but it can be a good way to at least start to see what you should be searching for. And that can be a really good way to start to explore your possibilities. However, if you are applying this fall, I would start their research soon. Um, many of the deadlines for scholarships are coming up, so Do make sure you get on this if that is something that you are thinking about. Okay, I know that money hits different people differently, but I do think just from the feedback that I've received and from the families that I've been able to meet through this podcast and sit down and actually have a conversation with, Thank you for reaching out. By the way, it was wonderful. It's always wonderful to meet listeners, meet their children, meet and try to start to answer some of those questions. So again, if that's something that you're interested in, please do reach out to me, tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. But that's it for today. Money is a big deal and requires planning, strategy, forethought, but also compromise. And so hopefully this episode was helpful for you when considering that. Okay, so thank you as always for listening to this podcast. Please do subscribe to this podcast to get all the updates that you will need. Leave me a comment on your podcast app. Send me an email at tyler at Anything. We'd love to hear from all of you. We'd love that feedback and we'd love to engage with you all more directly please do also sign up for the essay event on July 2nd, and that will be at tokyoacademics.com events. It's tokyoacademics.com events. All right. Thank you so much. And remember the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.